Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Trundle Bed Tales, uh, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, watering schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because it helps people find the show. And this is episode 138, Little House in the Prairie Cast Reunion, Hannibal 2023. And before we get into that, let's just do a little bit of house cleaning. So, uh, what we're looking forward to uh, is pay attention to that. You should see it out soon. Uh, my list is updated for Laura Ingalls Wilder events around the country. And um, we're going to be uh, having, um, and we're going to be having a, another episode tomorrow night at 7, where I'm going to go through that list of upcoming events. And you should also look for more of my videos coming out, because hopefully we will get back on track with those soon. And I think that's about all I have for housekeeping tonight. So, oh, I forgot to say the most important part. That's never good. The... uh, that you can be a part of the show if you want. You can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free, 1-877-633-9389. And with that, to the main part of the show. So I meant to uh, get this done eventually. Well, I meant to get it done the night of the event, but it actually ended up going uh, later than I had originally thought, and um, I just didn't get a chance to get it done. And it has been sitting here as a list of things I want to talk about for a while, and I was glad that I finally got a chance to get an episode in. So first off, how did I hear about this event? There is a Facebook group called the Little House Fan Event, and uh, they have been posting events. Uh, I have a new section in my Laura Ingalls Wilder events around the country where I add events where at least three of the cast members 
have it as three just because, you know, I, I don't want it to be an absolute uh, schedule for each and every one of them, uh, but I want it to be there for the larger events. So three or more is the limit. And uh, this was one that had come up. Now, what made this Caster Union different was the one in Bloomfield, Iowa. Anytime anyone comes to Iowa, I totally uh, snap up and pay attention. But then they said on what was basically the same trip, they were going to be at the Mark Twain Riverboat. And I like riverboats, and I thought, whoa, coming to Hannibal is probably the better deal. Let's go down and do the Hannibal or the reunion in Hannibal. So I did. And this is the second uh, event they have had on that riverboat. And I am willing to bet they're going to have some more. So if you think that sounds really cool, listen up to what I tell you about it tonight and watch for future engagements because I'm fairly confident there's going to be another one. All right, first off, if you are not a Mark Twain fan or uh, someone from the Midwest, you may not know, Hannibal, Missouri is the birthplace of Mark Twain, or rather Samuel Clemens, who became the writer known as Mark Twain, and also Molly Brown of the unsinkable Molly Brown fame, which is kind of cool. Uh, So she wrote Tom Sawyer, really reflecting his own experience growing up in Hannibal. So if you go to Hannibal, the main museum cluster has Tom Sawyer's house and Becky Batcher's house and the store where his riverboat you can do and everything you can possibly think of that has dropped uh, a Mark Twain reference in the title. So it is a very interesting uh, town, but it is also a tourist town. Now, I, uh, if, if you listen to my, if, you, if you've heard me talk about Keystone from my trip there, I always talk about how Branson, Missouri, which is a very well-known tourist town in the Midwest, and I think everywhere, but at least in the Midwest. And it's a town that is on the top of a ridge, going roads wide with a couple little roads going off the side because that's all the road there is. So it's a very long, thin town. Keystone, when I went there, I was really kind of surprised to find down the middle and then off to the sides as there was room. And Hannibal was that same kind of town. It is got river bluffs, so a lot of the historic part is right down by the river between the river and the cliff. So uh, there isn't a lot of extra room and it looks like parking was going to be a major consideration. Uh, Now, there's a lot of town that is actually on top of the cliff, and if you're going to be staying there, you need to be aware that that is kind of a little bit more touristy and the kind of touristy that is a bunch of uh, restaurants and hotels from chains. And actually, they have several nice restaurants, which I like because we don't have them around here. So when we're going to a place, we try and hit that little touristy 
Swath, if we're Swath, if we're ever um, close to Hannibal, because it's got lots of stuff that would be very um, unique to try for us. But it's all chain stuff. There's hotels up there and that kind of thing. And if you're deciding where to stay, bear that in mind, because if you are on one of the hotels on top of the cliff hill things, you're going to have to find a place to park down in the main town, and that is not easy. So uh, where I actually stayed was in the Best Western on the river, and I actually found out the next morning that uh, the cast, or at least some of the cast, were staying there too. And I really want to give a shout-out to it, not because it's, the greatest hotel but because it was a good nice solid hotel and it is literally one block away from the Tom uh, from the Tom Sawyer complex so if and it has parking so if you get a room there you can park in their parking lot walk the one block down to the Tom Sawyer stuff and blam you're right there Now, I'm going to uh, get into where some other things were in just a minute, but uh, you could also, from where where I was able to park at the uh, Best Western on the river, you could get to the coffee shop, the Java Jive that I'm going to mention in just a minute, and also to both of the riverboat loading stations, uh, and it really wasn't very far at all. It was a couple of blocks. If you had trouble uh, with transportation, you may want to talk to them first, especially if you'd be, you know, using a wheelchair or something like that. Uh, and I'll get a little further into the details about how other people did it, but me. Uh, I was able to just walk there, walking back. It was dark, but it really, I think, I think it was three blocks to the hotel from where I loaded the riverboat. And, again, the Tom Sawyer was one block, and the coffee place was maybe four. So very walkable. These are not long blocks. These these are just sort of standard small-town-sized blocks. So really very doable, and I think that really is a key to having a successful trip, is having a good place to stay. All right, with that, uh, they had an event uh, called a meet and greet at the Java Jive coffee shop, and it was in downtown uh, Hannibal, and it was... um, a little different than what I was expecting. Honestly, when they called it a meet and greet, I was kind of irritated. They had only told us about it like the day before. And that, and I will go off on a little tangent here because this is all, this always irritates me because, and it always makes me go back in my mind to when I was in Sioux Falls for Little House in the Prairie, the musical, and I had called and asked them you know, are you doing any special little interview thing before? Because I've heard of other places doing it. Are you doing any of it? And they said, no, they hadn't heard anything like that. Show up at the door, and there was a sign that said, oh, yes, if you had been here an hour ago, you could have done the interview thingy. 
I mean, attend it while they're talking on the stage. And this was a similar deal, and that always ticks me off. If you are going to offer something, tell people about it ahead of time. So I did not go into that with a great uh, goodwill, but I expected there to be a chance to, you know, uh, talk with the cast. I was thinking this was, you know, a meet and greet, kind of a meet and mingle. That was not what this was. Uh, the Java Jive was, it looks like a very popular restaurant that has coffee and ice cream and tourist junk and all that kind of thing. And it is in two kind of, probably originally they were two different stores, a long and narrow with a connection towards the back. And they were in the back part, the the second store part, uh, and that is all the actors who came for this. Now, um, I don't know if they were thinking that it would mostly be people from coming for the event, but there were people there not coming from the event that got in the line. And I was in there, I think I was there about an hour. And when I got there and saw what it was, I went ahead and, you know, stayed going through the line anyway because I was there. But um, it was just sort of going along. Everybody had a table. Uh, There was standard pricing for everybody, uh, and the pricing covered things like uh, signature, uh, signed photo. um, uh, If you wanted a selfie with them, there was a charge, and it was set charges all the way across. Now, this is not something that uh, is really been typical in Little House cast reunions. Um, For the most part, the ones done, and I'm saying most part because it's certainly not true of every event there, but the majority of Little House reunion events I've been to uh, at the home sites, there isn't um, such a control over uh, what you can do and what you can get signed. They're a lot more open. Now, that was not true with the big reunion events, and I think that is sadly going forward going to be truer and truer. I think you're going to see a lot more set amounts, and I think you're going to see a lot more of uh, standard costs and for things that they wouldn't maybe have a charge for Oh, I'll just say 10 years ago, that's probably right. Uh, 10 years ago, they wouldn't have charged where they do now. And that's just sort of this whole attitude of how you do things at a con. Um, Little House Fandom has never really been much of a con thing. Uh, The actors from the show who did cons, Um, a lot of times did it because of connections to other things or they would be the only one there from the show. And that's really been changing. And this kind of con-style model where you have a bunch of people, they have the same price, you're running people through a line, um, is, is, I think, the future of Little House uh, sites. Uh, Well, of Little House TV show fan events. And I think it will also become 
if it hasn't, to the extent it hasn't already, I think it is going to come to the home site. But um, it's that's just sort of where we are now. So expect that. Uh, they all had, you know, a little square card readers. I assume they were all square. I did not buy something for everybody except uh, Charlotte Stewart, who I did not buy anything from her either. I just talked to her for a minute. But I think she was doing just cash. Somebody said she was. But for the most part, you're going to need your credit card. You're going to want to make sure you have some cash, too, not only for uh, the people who are only doing cash, but for if the power goes out, if you come all that way and the credit card machine goes down, you do not want to leave without your book. Okay. So who was there? Uh, And we had one cancellation, and nobody said anything about him not being there or why he wasn't there. But Dean Butler had been listed to come and did not. Uh, Allison Arngram, who played Nellie Olson, was there. Charlotte Stewart, who played Miss Beadle. Wendy Lou Lee, who played Baby Grace. And then two other uh, speakers that are cast members that really haven't done too many shows And one of those is Patrick, and I'm going to screw up his last name. I'm not good at long French names, but Patrick Labertos is, and I'm sorry if you listened to this, Patrick, and that was completely wrong, or anybody else who listens to this and knows it's completely wrong, I'm sorry. But he played Andy Garvey. He also went on to play Bud Roberts on JAG. And... Um, he is looking quite different from that now. But anyway, he was, as I was standing in line, there were people saying, you know, they were there from other states to come and visit. And the number one question I heard people asking me about me was who he was. Because uh, if you did not know and hadn't kind of followed up on them, uh and seeing him from the side, people were not not getting it at all that that's who he was, who was a little boy on the show, Andy Garvey. Uh, and I answered that question probably, I mean, more than any other the whole weekend, was, was who he was and who he was on the show. So, for, pr- frankly, I think it's great he's doing shows now, and I, I hope he continues to do them. And if you had not done many Little House shows before, uh, he was certainly a a great get. So I was glad he was there. And then Jennifer Donoti. Donoti? Her name is not French, and I still don't have it quite right. But anyway, uh, she is one of the people who played Baby Rose, and there was some confusion about this too so I will explain that what what it is is in the days of sunshine days of days of sunshine days of shadow uh, Laura and Manly on the show have have Rose which is true to real life Rose Wilder Lane uh, was their daughter and would grow up to be a famous writer and uh, in the first year they're they're on the show, uh, they were played by these twins, which is 
standard how do you do it in television is because there is a control on the number of hours babies can be on the set. If you have twins, you can flip them out if you run out of time, or maybe one of them smiles better and the other one cries better or whatever, and you can uh, double your amount of time if you have twins and nobody really is going to be able to tell the difference. So she was part of that original set of Rose Twins. Now, if you go out and look for the names of the Rose Twins, what you're going to find is Stefan um, on that set of twins. And the reason uh, is because they, as toddlers, took over the role in the last year of the show when they were doing the movies. And since Rose was more of a character walking around and that kind of thing, if you go online and check for uh, the credits, it will list on most things this uh, pair of uh, Stefan twins, not the Donati, uh, Jennifer Donati and her sister. But she is she did do it and recently kind of got discovered somehow and said, hey, I was Baby Rose, and got added to this kind of group that is making these tours. And they are, uh, and I, I just really think that they have formed a group, and it seems like they are going to be doing a lot more of these shows that are um, one-off kind of things like this boat trip or they're part of a bigger event that is an antique show or a flea market or a craft show or that kind of thing or a larger fan event in which they are one um, string of a whole bunch of cast role TV shows. All right, so... If you are coming to do the uh, thing in Hannibal again, uh, first thing you need to know is there are two loading locations. Uh, the river goes up and down depending on how much water there is, and we were coming off the effect of flooding upstream. So the, um, the loading station we used was actually the upper loading station, but the main one is right downtown, but apparently it doesn't have a way to get people up high enough from there. So they were letting people park in the lot for the normal loading station, loading them on buses and uh, taking them up the hill to this higher ground loading station. It was uh, fairly dark there. It, it really didn't look like it had been set up expecting people to walk, but like I said, I didn't have any problem. There uh, was some parking there, and the cars were parking way up against the railroad tracks, which I just have to really warn you about, because railroads, they have more um, clearance room than you think, and if they're coming along, um, be there at uh, 6.30, I'll try and leave a little early. So it was a few minutes after 6, and I started walking down there. I got there a little before quarter after. But there had been people who'd been there quite a 
while longer than I had. I I was not the last person to show up, but there was quite. Um, I, I was in a small minority, I think, towards the end. So if you're going to do that, realize that you want to get down there much earlier than the event price, uh, event right tickets say. And while they are waiting for uh, the time for it to leave, which with this vote, the start time is actually the leave the vote time, or the vote leave the, the dock time. So you need to be there before that, even if you're waiting to the last second. Uh, and as they're filling in before that, the actors will do little um, sketches and uh, the thing and do. And then when you got there, seats were not assigned, which was a terrible idea. Uh, seats should have been numbered and given out to people, especially because they completely sold this out. And there were also two um, levels. There was a level one and a level two. And the and the people on the second level could hear all the stuff the people on the first level could, but you couldn't see them at all. So that uh, really was not ideal. If you possibly can get to the first floor, do be aware it is crammed, packed. There was one seat empty at our table, but, you know, it, Aisles did not seem to be an idea that they knew anything about, and it was just incredibly crowded. Now, the actors did work the tables as people arrived, but they didn't hit all of them. Um, I actually got a chance to talk to some people before and after, but uh, we didn't have anybody actually come to our table of any of the actors. And some of the actors seemed to be better at going around and hitting the different tables. than So it was pretty hit or miss. Um, and the when they decided it was supper time, the cast was brought together to eat together at one big table. Now, I have done a couple fan events for a couple different shows. And a lot of different, and a lot of shows, if they're doing something like this and you have paid a ticket for dinner like this, they will scatter the cast among uh, the people who are, you know, amongst the fans, that they'd have it be like, well, if they were at big tables, you know, they'd have one cast member every table, every other table, or something like that. The other kind, they put them together, which I'm sure the cast people probably are glad of because they're getting to talk with somebody that they know then and probably don't see all that much. But it is unfortunate for people who um, who paid money to, you know, to see them. The other thing they do sometimes is they feed the actors ahead of time so they can continue to circulate while we're while you're eating but that isn't what they did here and my guess is that they will continue to, if they have this again they will continue to have together now I do want to mention the noise 
because Hannibal was extremely loud. And I don't mean inside the town, but in both the coffee shop and in the boat, there was pretty much no noise deadening. And there were a lot of people, and there was a lot of people talking and clinking and making noises, and it was very hard to hear. Now, as I mentioned, there was a bunch of small tables. So we're talking smaller than a card table size table with uh, chairs at them. And we still were having a major problem trying to talk to the other people. And that is unfortunate. And even more unfortunate was they used the same setup that they must do all the time. So they had a saxophone player, and then they had another uh, member of the crew come up and sing. Now, that was very nice. The guy played saxophone very well. He did not play no old Dan Tucker when I asked him, which if you're going to do a little house show, you ought to know old Dan Tucker at a minimum. But they weren't really doing a little house show. They were just doing what they normally do. And this is, at first I want to say the saxophone player was a really nice guy. He passed me uh, when I was walking back in the road and he said, hey, um, I know you don't know who I am, but I was the saxophone player uh, are, do you need a lift? I don't want to leave you out here all by yourself, which I thought was super nice of him. So uh, he was good at playing, and that was just great. But I will say that a lot of places like this don't seem to understand the background part of background music. And if you're with people that you really want to have conversations with, Having music played at concert levels means you really can't do anything else other than listen to the music when that's really not what you're there for. So I thought that was unfortunate, and my guess is they continue to do that too. And again, uh, that isn't meant at any kind of criticism of the playing. The guy was good, but... You know, if I was paying for a saxophone concert, it would have been perfect, but that's not what I was there for, and I don't think that's what anybody else was there for. Uh, They had a dinner buffet for the meal. Uh, It was good. I really enjoyed it. I will pass along the piece of advice that the person at the uh, West uh, or Best Western told me when I checked in. She said, you only get to go once. If you think there's anything you might want a second time, take twice as much the first. There's only one shot at it. So I did and ended up with a lot of good stuff to eat. But that is true. Once they had run everybody through once, they took down the tables and got rid of the the food and the serving stuff and all those kind of things. So you get one shot. And, again, there are no aisles. So it was very hard to uh, move people around. And I'm sure that's why you can only do the one shot is because it would just be too much to try and get people to um, uh, get up and down and back to their seats more than once. Okay. Now, the other thing they had was an auction. 
And the auction, they had the stuff there right at the beginning. And um, if you were following me online, I shared out a photo of what they had. They had a a couple of the Little House in the Prairie games. And the first time uh, they had it, they said, this is rare and valuable. And I feel very good about that since I have one too. But they were having a cast sign them. And then they had an Almanzo doll. And they somebody had made a um, kind of rough duplicate of the little house barn and the little house uh, house from the TV show. And there was one of the Halloween costumes from the TV show and a couple other things. And normally, well, first off, normally if you're going to do that, you do it earlier in the evening. But what they did instead was waited until just about like the very last minute. It was, I think there was like 15 minutes left before we were supposed to pull into uh, the dock that they started the auction. They didn't have an auctioneer, so it wasn't run. If you have spent much time going to in-person auctions, you know there's a system. They did not have that. Uh, And they were incredibly unclear. In fact, I finally grabbed somebody to ask them what the money was going for because usually when there's one of those things on this type of event, it's for a charity, and they tell you what the charity is. Well, having asked them, they said, and I'm not promising this was correct. This was just one of the people involved in working it. They at no time announced what this auction was for, or at least not after I got there. Maybe they did during the load time or sometime, but I didn't hear anything. They didn't do it right before they started doing it, uh, doing it uh, taking bids. They didn't do it, uh, announce it um, when they were talking about the auction. But apparently what the person I asked said was 15% went for local charities. Again, unclear what that meant was. And 50% for Dean's Bench Project. Now, I did some looking, and it looks what that is for. The Collinswood Memorial Lake Bench. And Dean Butler got involved with this to uh, get fundraise having a bench and a tree. Where is the list? Let's see. Uh, A six-foot park bench and installation, bronze plaque and installation, two October glory maple trees and installation, and advertising and campaign uh, costs. And just a couple weeks ago, May 19th, they went ahead and added that bench. Now, that was pretty close to the time I was there, so I don't know if it actually went to this or not. Uh, It is apparently, it looks like, from what they're saying here, it's a town that was connected with Michael Landon before he became Michael Landon. And it's, a bench in his honor as 
they have a little plaque thing, honoring the life and legacy of television's good guy, actor, writer, producer, director. So apparently half of the money was going for that. And again, with it being that close, maybe she just thought that's what it was for. But it, it just seems very, very odd to me that they didn't know. Uh, at the very end, even after, well, actually, it was sort of crossed over the amount of time they were spending on auction. They also got everybody lined up in rows again to sign books at the same prices uh, over kind of by where they were eating together. But I think the idea was to get people to come through and then leave the boat. They also had in the corner, I don't know if there had been fewer people, you probably could walk around a little more. But in the corner, they did have a um, little sales display of like bags and sweatshirts and T-shirts with a logo for the event. Uh, I'm not sure if that is the event logo they're continuing to use, but that was an option. So that's something to keep in mind and pay attention to also. So uh, we went up uh, the river for a couple miles. We turned around. Well, I guess I shouldn't say a couple miles. I don't, I don't know exactly how far it was. But we went up and then turned around and came back down with the current. And we're back uh, in the dock probably, I think it was about 9 o'clock when they were getting rid of people. And I did hang back a little bit, so I got a chance to... Um, talked to a couple of actors just a little bit in passing and then head out. And then I walked back to the hotel room, which was in an excellent place right down there by a river. And um, that was that was it. I did um, spend part of my time on Saturday between the meet and greet and going on the riverboat in Uh, checking out the Mark Twain stuff and when they were open. And I did a little videotaping right before I left town, but I had to get home. So um, I didn't spend as much time in Hannibal as I would have liked to, and I hope to get back relatively soon and to learn more all about the Mark Twain stuff and Tom Sawyer. So, My upshot is to watch for these upcoming events if you want to see TV show people. If you do, a big interest in that is going to be in having them sign something, which seems to be a major focus of TV show fans. Um, And you can have them sign things you bring in, but it looks like they are still going to charge you for the signature. And I did actually uh, buy a signature from both Patrick uh, Labortoes and Jennifer Donati. Yeah, I still don't think I've got those names right. Um, because I had never seen them before. But you, even if you're bringing your own thing, be prepared to pay for that. 
if they are willing to do selfies. Um, the one who's doing the most of that was Patrick, who would get up and and take uh, you know selfie shots with people's cameras, well people's um, cell phones, and even that's going to be like a charge. So make sure you bring money with you uh, as both a credit card and cash. Uh, they will have a group of things for you to take and sign and buy and um, all that kind of thing. It really was a very interesting event. If you are going to uh, do a TV show event and they have one in Hannibal again, it was really very lovely to be out on the river. It will, however, be loud and it will be squished with people. You may have better luck um, getting a quieter time and maybe a little better chance to talk at a home site if they don't have everybody there at once or at maybe one of these smaller shows that um, isn't used or doesn't have the whole coterie of people. Apparently there's been kind of a change afoot that they had um, traditionally done little house events uh, at the home sites but there hadn't been a lot of non-home site events. And uh, they really, uh, I was originally thinking it was interest kicked up with the 50th anniversary coming up, but I think maybe it has been more of a change in how they're booking things. And they have this little um, company of actors who are willing to do these kind of shows and are so and so are being booked at these kind of shows, sort of as a um, traveling group. Not that they will always be the same, but there's kind of a core group of people who I think you will continue to see, and then have some people there and some people not there as the schedule goes on. And with that. I think I've told you everything I really can about Hannibal, Missouri and the Little House fan event there. I hope that uh, you enjoyed this and it was interesting. And if you've ever wondered what it is like to go to a fan event, you're going to find people from all over. Uh, they're going to all have a lot of questions. They will all have a lot of very interesting stories. With the TV show events, people are just Crazed for autographs, seriously crazed, some of them. Um, but it's, it's, they're really nice events. They, they really are. Uh, I don't want you going into it thinking, well, let me, let me just say that uh, when, when people play that game, you know that game where they say, you know, who, who would you have dinner with? if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, and people pick. But what people really are saying isn't that they want to have dinner with that person. It's that they want to be that person, um, to, or they want that person to talk to them like they're their BFF. And that's not the kind of thing this sort of event is. 
even if you know them a little bit and have talked to them before, and even if you get to the point where they recognize you, you're still not really BFFing. This, and, if, and it's going to be an event where you're mostly going to be talking to other Little House fans or trying to talk to other Little House fans, not just the actors. So don't get the idea or the impression that that's what you're going to be doing. It's going to be standing in line, uh, talking with the actors as you go through, and then buying something from them. And I think that's about all I have to tell you. So thank you very much for joining me for another episode of Trundle Bed Tales. And look for me tomorrow night where I'm going to take you through looking ahead for Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, fan events in 2023. Thank you for joining me here on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to share it out any place where you uh, get your podcasts from. Find me on YouTube to check out my videos and my blog uh, on WordPress and um, my pictures on Instagram and basically anywhere around the web under Trendle Bed Tales. And with that, I want you to always remember to brighten the corner where you are and I will see you again on Trendle Bed Tales. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.